Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. This is podcast episode 115. So if you head over to the australianseller.com forward slash 115, uh, you'll get all the show notes for today's episode. And this week, please make welcome Candy Virtual from candealonline.com.au. Now, Candy started her journey selling online by visiting markets in Poland years ago and selling those products that she'd found on eBay in Germany before starting on Amazon in Germany as well a few years later. Anyway, after a disastrous failure with her first private label products, which she talks about, she decided to fly to Yiwu in China to try and find another product to private label. Uh, But that also had its challenges, which she shares with us too. Nowadays, she sources from lots of different countries, Vietnam, India, Europe and China. Uh, And a few years ago, she moved to Perth uh, in Australia and started selling on Amazon in Australia as well, using Facebook groups and other methods to promote the products that she sold here. These days, she sells lots of different marketplaces throughout the world. And we chat about everything from product research to launch strategies and everything in between. So all of that's coming shortly. Now, big thank you. I have done this for a while, but a big thank you to everybody that's left an iTunes review. It seriously warms the cockles of my heart to read those wonderful reviews that you will leave, and I'm grateful for that. And don't forget to join my Facebook group. Just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. And of course, I'm still offering private coaching, so head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me to make sure you're heading in the right direction. Now, if you own or work for an established consumer product brand, please contact me, uh, my company, amosphere.com.au, to help you get set up and selling. Anyway, let's get on with this week's show with Candy Birchall from Candeal Online. And welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Candy. Candy Birchall from Can Deal Online. Uh, Candy, welcome to the show and thanks for coming on. Hello, Chris. Thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. You're most welcome. Um, whereabouts in Australia are you? I'm in Perth, where nobody ever goes. <laughs> Inclu- <laughs> I always have to describe a person from Western Australia. I love Perth. I think I've said it on the show before. It's like going to another country with the same money. It's fantastic it over is. there. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, so, and, and also, of course, the virus hasn't, it doesn't really get over there much either. No, nah, we've been her. really, really lucky the last year, like yeah. the last one and a half years. Like we had a few lockdowns here and there, but life mm. is pretty normal. That's it. Um, I can tell from your accent that you are from Europe. Is that right? That's right. I'm from Germany, East Germany, to be accurate. And I moved <laughs> to Australia um, three and a half years ago. Oh, that's that's not very long ago. And yeah. we were talking off air about the fact that you sell on Amazon in Germany. So why don't we have a okay. chat about that? Yeah. What, yeah what's your I journey? Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you, you a little bit about what I've done. So mm. i got two kids. Mm-hmm. And they're now eight and ten, two little mm. boys. So that's actually the reason why I started this whole e-commerce journey. I don't want to say Amazon because I didn't start on Amazon. Um, when my second kid was born, I was working before in a corporate um, sales manager, sales trainer, super exhausting. You know, it's not the 40 hours that you work. It's always traveling and when I had my second child I thought I can't do this anymore I actually don't see them so I reduced my hours um to just like three hours a week to just be there for them more and not be so stressed and when I um was sitting at home I saw a lot of things that I don't use ever so I started to just pop them onto eBay 
and just started selling my own stuff, my little, literally everything I had in my garage and my basement. And then I ran out of stuff. So I saw other stuff like in clearances and um, mm -hmm. just little bits and pieces that I started selling. And, um, so this like is... Sorry? This is on eBay in Germany, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah? Yes, yes. Yeah. And it was, eBay back then was really great. Like, I mean, it's still great here in Australia if you want to start your e-commerce journey. Mm. But um, in Germany now, it's, it's pretty much just a, oh, it's just a scamming platform, I feel. But back then it was all right. I mean, that was like, yeah, eight years ago. And mm. um, like I said, I'm, I lived in Munich, but I'm from the very east, a Polish border. Mm. So... We would go, when I go and visit my parents, we would go on the other side of Poland and um, go to the markets. And they have great wicker items, ceramics, glass, funny house shoes and slippers, mm. so really cool things. And I would just get all the stuff very cheap and um, drop it onto eBay as well, mm -hmm. make money there. And then I discovered Amazon, that I can also do that myself on yeah. Amazon. But I packed all my stuff at home. Mm -hmm. So I didn't use FBA, well, FBA then. She just mm. did everything myself. And it was really exhausting. So I kind of thought, that's really silly what I'm doing. So I reduced mm. my work hours. And now I'm sitting there every night packing parcels for people. Yeah. So, yeah. Out of the frying uh, pan into the fire. So you kind of. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was worse. And especially like when you're going mm. on holidays and you sell a lot of things, you're like kind of really happy. Oh, you made a lot of money and everything's selling, but then you go home and you're sitting there between the parcels, which is really annoying. So um, I started sending my stuff to Amazon. Okay. So this is all of the things that you'd found in Poland, is that right? Or A lot of things I found in Poland, yes, mm. because like you, I just visited my family anyhow. So I would mm. just went across the border and have these I have beautiful items. So I still source a lot from Poland and from the Czech Republic because cool. that's the great thing about Europe. You know, you just... Drive yeah. somewhere for two hours and you're another country. <laughs> so, <laughs> of all those uh, those products, are they actually manufactured in the Czech Republic and Poland, or are, or are they yeah. imported from somewhere else? Yeah. Okay, so they're actually domestically Most made. Come from there. So, Poland is very popular for wicker items, like all these nice, beautiful baskets, and um, they do a lot of ceramics. Um, mm -hmm. So, kitchen ceramics, like you know, like your little garlic containers and butter containers and stuff. Um, mm. Czech Republic super popular for glassware. Yeah, like wine glasses and lovely items a lot of wooden items wooden toys so whenever okay. anybody asks me where can i get wooden toys i always say go to the east of europe it's beautiful, beautiful best place stuff. to best place to get them so how did amazon then get onto your radar sort of what where are we now in terms of the timeline here you've been selling ebay for a couple of years sort of doing market arbitrage i I think you probably yes. call it a retail yes. arbitrage, yeah, just picking things up exactly. at the market and selling them online. I, mean, I only found out that that's what it's called later on, but uh, yeah. I just kind of like slipped in there. And um, I figured out that um, somebody told me, I can't even remember who it was, but I read somewhere else, somebody told me that Amazon would be able to fulfill my goods. Oh. So I thought, well, that's great. So I don't need to pack my stuff anymore. So I, I didn't have huge inventory for individual items. I had a lot of different SKUs and mm -hmm. I had only like, you know, 20 here, 20 there, like very limited inventory, but oh, for a lot of different um, items. Mm -hmm. And I um, sent it all to Amazon and then they fulfilled my stuff. And then um, a lot of things were obviously still because I bought them from the markets. Mm -hmm. So not really from the manufacturer. So kind of like, ah, uh, that doesn't really make sense. I'm still paying somebody in between, like some wholesaler or some market lady or even right. three people. Mm -hmm. So I um, went to go and find some of my own items. On with 
from manufacturers, but not in, in Poland. I tried to do this in Poland, but it was just really hard. It's still really difficult to source directly from Poland or anywhere in Europe, mm. just because you don't have a great platform like Alibaba. So I looked into sourcing from China. Uh-huh. And my first item that I've ever actually really sourced for Amazon were water mm. bottles. That's oh, like my God. Five years ago. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know water bottles obviously they're always in need, and it's just so I didn't know how to do product research. I just thought, oh, everybody buys water bottles; they break all the time. So yeah. my old kids, how often I lost them, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just gonna get water bottles. And I went to Alibaba. I didn't know anything. I read a few bits and pieces, watched some YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and I um, found a few manufacturers. Found one of my guys who did. He was so nice. It was a trading company at the end. Yeah. In um, Evo. And he was so, such a nice guy. Got me a good price, did my printing on my logo. So I have my logo printed on there. I even mm-hmm. ordered samples. So somebody actually said, go and order a sample. So yeah. Order mm-hmm. one. But here's the thing I've never tested my sample. Right. That could be a problem. That can be a very big problem. So it looked very mm-hmm. nice, my water bottle. And um, But it didn't work. So it came with a spray function at the spout. So when yeah. I actually launched it later, I got the worst reviews. <laughs> like I was I was embarrassed because I had my brand on there. So I couldn't even bin it at the end. It was terrible. Amazon almost like I took my listing down, then I had some negative yep. seller feedback. So I went through all the bad things that can happen. Yep. And then I got my own water bottle home to myself, like another one, I ordered one. And I tried it and I thought, this is absolute rubbish. Right. That's yeah. so sad so upsetting because this was my first big investment you know everything else i just like kind of lift from you know i bought a little bit there made a bit of money and that was good and i was fine it was more like a hobby but that was my first thing okay i learned this now for two and a half years i can do that and Mm. it was a big big failure so i ended up binning them secretly somewhere with my logo on and hoped that nobody would ever find that logo (laughs) i think um yeah a lot of bad things can stem from not doing uh some kind of QC on your products before you ship them into Amazon. I think I might have mentioned this before as well. The last thing you want is Amazon customers performing quality control inspections on your goods. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, usually a recipe for disaster unless it's you've lucked a good product. But mm-hmm. more often than not, they're going to find anything that's wrong with a product. So it's a really good idea to get a QC and make sure that they know what to look for. The manufacturer does as well in terms of what you'll be looking for when the product's finally completed. Boy, oh boy, what a horror story. God, how did you recover from, from binning all of these products? How much did you invest? Uh, it was about $2,000 US. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, look, I was in denial for a long time. I thought, oh, people are stupid. <laughs> <I'll just laughs> um, but um, then I kind of like after I ordered myself, Yes. I was like, okay, it's like mm-mm. I tried to write some blog. As I had my blog, I had my website and try to convince people that sip drinking is actually way healthier than gulping because I found some articles that would support that. So yeah, All I right. wasn't denied for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um but may, and I even did some nasty things. I bought some good reviews. Oh cover, my goodness. Cover myself. Yes, I did a lot of bad things back then. Mm-hmm. And um but when you get all these bad feedback from real customers and you're like eventually you wake up one day okay and say okay you kind of bury it and i have to thank my husband for that he actually said at the end bin them so yeah. i did not donate a few to some soccer teams 
Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened with them, but um, yeah, and then I <laughs> put them in the bin, which was very sad. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to China. So that okay. was You're actually... so that, was, that was already then. So I moved to Australia after I launched this. Then I uh -huh. moved to Australia and I thought, okay, well, now then I had to actually quit my, obviously, my corporate job in Germany as well. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, now I'm going to do this full time. Right. I'm um, not going to go back. So I just my full time job today and it's been like, for the last three and a half years. And when I was Fantastic. here, I thought, oh, that's actually a bit closer, which turned out is actually not closer from here to China than from Germany to China. It's, it's about the same, yeah. It's just as <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I was just going to say that, just sorry, just before we get onto China, but um, aren't the German Amazon customers notorious for giving terrible reviews anyway? I've, that's what yeah. I found when I've sold there and my brother sells there as well. And yeah. boy, they're harsh. They're very they're harsh. Very very yeah. harsh like no no feedback is good enough so you know i need to be happy with no feedback it's, yes. that's why i'm like i turned off very quickly all the um requests for review emails because yeah. it's just like, whenever somebody says i cannot <laughs> recommend anybody in for any german seller yeah. to turn on any request feedback you only ever get bad reviews mm. so yeah quality is a huge issue the whole german market they want a lot of cheap items but obviously for best quality. I'm also selling yeah. in, I also sold in Italy, like in whole Europe, actually, not mm -hmm. as much in Spain and France, but in UK and Italy back then, yeah. these bottles. And I never had any bad feedback there, which oh. kind of probably fed my denial a bit longer. That there was actually a problem, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, you got, if you haven't got anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. But, um, Pretty yeah, much. That's, but when it comes to Amazon reviews, it, that's a totally different story. Uh, if you've got nothing nice to say, that's where it's a great forum for you to say <laughs> to say it. Um, <laughs> sorry, I interrupted you though. You were talking about China, so maybe no, that's all right. Yeah, so you flew um, to China. Yeah, so I went to China because I thought, okay, well now I got to go and actually check this and check these factories out and sure. maybe find somebody that's right there. So I went to Evo because people again and read some, watched some video and said, I go to Evo. Yep. So I went and I actually studied Chinese. Oh. So I thought, oh, easy, I go there. So I went, I did a four days trip in Evo. I booked myself um, an agent there mm -hmm. who just like guide me through the whole thing because the first two days I was like walking, I don't know, I think eight Ks a day, which is just crazy a lot. It's a lot. Yep. And then I thought, okay, I've seen everything now. I kind of had a prepared list what I want to look at. Mm -hmm. And um, then I had an agent who would come with me the third and the fourth day to to negotiate and sort of shipping and stuff so yeah i bought a few bits and pieces there but more like obviously it was a wholesale market quality mm. is a bit um yeah, it's a bit iffy sometimes you don't get the best items i think if you just want to start out it's not bad to get a box here and there mm -hmm. but i kind of was under the impression that if i go there i can literally buy two boxes and like kind of ship them straight away with china post to australia just yep. to check things out but that didn't work so um, oh. it was generally i don't know what your experience is but mine was mm. i went there and i wanted to buy something but then they only have to display items in the little stores so they always still right. have to get them from the factory which will be like two or three days later which is like okay so now i can't post it so i still needed my agent who did a great job they helped me a lot to um collect all my items and then ship them some of them are prepped they prepped them for me to send to Germany and some to the US. Yes. And a few other ones I just had sent to Australia to check the market here because in 2018, Australia pretty much just started with FBA. So I thought, oh, I don't want to send it straight to the warehouse. I'm just going to get it myself. And 
put some on eBay, put some on Amazon. Yeah. Mm. And just say, if you can get them to sell. Yes. And um, mm. it's Australia. I had a few items that sold really, really well. That's cool. I must say, especially at the beginning when you couldn't get any traffic on, like there was Mm. no traffic, there was no PPC, there was no tools, nothing to check anything. So it was kind of like, hmm. So I did a lot with um, Facebook advertising to get people from Facebook to to Amazon Australia. Mm -hmm. And um, I joined a ton of groups on Facebook. Right. Yep. To promote your product. To promote my product. Did that work? Yes. It did? Yes. Well, I thought it worked. I mean, I sold. Sold most of my items up quite quickly. Uh Had to really stop a few times. And I feel it is a very cheap way or free way um, Mm -hmm. for the matter to um, just just get constantly into people's face. Yep. Without getting kicked out of the group for (laughs) spamming it. So you need to be careful. (laughs) You need to join groups. I generally join groups where it's either allowed to post, but obviously then there's a lot of competition. Yeah. Or I join groups where um, people would have my topic. So if it's more like an eco-friendly thing, I join a lot of zero-waste groups. So uh, I would just when people ask for a recommendation, I post my product. Uh, what an excellent. very intense. But like I said, I did that in full time yeah. when I started here. So I have nothing That's else what you to do. Yeah, hustle, don't you? Yeah. 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 So what – because you mentioned eco-friendly, what sort of category and homewares, I guess. So are they the sort of main categories that you're selling on in your various marketplaces that you operate? Yeah. Yeah, I do a sports and outdoor because I like okay. it. I think mm-hmm. that's my, it's one of my favorites actually. Um, do gardening because I love gardening and I bought a lot mm-hmm. of things myself and I can actually have a good quality control about that, I feel, just because it's my kind of my, my thing. Yes. And uh, yes, home and, home and household, yeah. mainly Day because call. that's where I started when I was still in Germany. That's my yeah, main three that companies. makes sense. So, what about the marketplaces that you're operating in now? You mentioned that you were selling throughout Europe. You've obviously Germany, your first one, and then the UK, Italy. We've got Australia, the United States. Which marketplace yeah. is working best, and what's the worst? <laughs> the worst, <laughs> um, I think, for me, the worst is as Germany. Actually, I wouldn't think that, but they had so many, so many pitfalls um, just for the. The tech system is so annoying. It takes yep. all my attention just with all the background work. Very, very strict um, customs rules for importing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Super, super strict rules when it comes to product compliance and regulation. So it's very annoying to actually launch a product. I think I think it's a great market once you have some experience and established, but I would not recommend for any newbie to start there. I think yeah. the um, Australian market is a bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Not, yes, yeah, not great, huge traffic. Um, a lot of drop shipping is still going on here, which is a bit annoying at times. But I like mm. Austra- I like the Australian market, and um, I think there's a huge potential just because if you look at the Australian market, now a lot of research tools finally have the Australian market in there, and you then you realize that eighty percent of the products are still coming from the US. Yeah, that's there's right. Not much product actually in Australia, and I do believe that traffic is definitely picking up. And I do believe that a lot of people would buy more from Australia if it actually would be delivered from within Australia and by an Australian seller and not all from overseas. That's right, which is why I called this podcast the Australian seller. <laughs> but I think... <laughs> I remember I thought it's kept when I came over here and I thought, oh, that's cool. I just, like, you know, cover some real estate space. Um, 
mm. with myself lane. But it was way more difficult than I expected. I thought everybody, because coming from Germany, you know, where you order something in the morning and you get delivered the same day or yeah. even three hours later, from, that's just crazy. And yeah. I think oh, the Australians were just, they don't understand, they didn't understand. I think they're getting there slowly. Yeah. Well, um, and the, and the thing to to um to your point on that too is that Amazon has really lifted the game here in Australia in terms of delivery and customer service around that. Yeah. So, you know, I think I mentioned on the show as well. I've talked a lot about previous shows here, but I definitely um a couple of months back I ordered something on Amazon. I can't remember what it was, but and it got delivered. Um, I ordered it on a Saturday and it was ordered. It was delivered on a Sunday. So you know they've got just insanely efficient um, fulfillment. Number one. Um, yeah. And then the second thing that you mentioned too is that most of the products that are on it, not probably not most, maybe there are. I'm not actually. I've never actually done the breakdown here, but most of the, many of the products that are on Amazon.com are actually being shipped from the United States or other marketplaces. Yeah. And so I think Amazon shoppers in Australia are getting quite savvy now, being able to pick through all the different listings to see when the expected delivery date is, even with their Prime membership. And so if they see that it's going to be in a week or two, then they know it's probably coming from overseas and. Um, I think they're gravitating more towards, as I certainly do this now, I gravitate more towards products that have an expected delivery date of tomorrow or two days' time. And um, yeah. and so you see those products performing a little bit better. Uh, and you mentioned that the sort of the various tools that works. So obviously, we've got Helium 10 and Zonguru both working on Amazon Australia as well, and they're both doing a pretty good job. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I, I tried test tested both of them, and they're both pretty accurate. I just love that you can finally use something. I mean, considering there's still not the same amount of data like we have in the US or in mm. Europe, it's always mm. like, oh, okay, check it for over a longer time. Don't just like stick to something. But I mean, mm. two years ago, when somebody asked me, oh, what can I sell in Australia? I would say, okay, um, check what's selling in the US and um, do something bring it similar. Here. It's like, yep. bring it here. Yeah. Which well, is what a lot of people do. But then with the global selling from Amazon, it's yeah. like it's kind of like hmm, doesn't really make sense to launch the same product because Amazon is already selling it through the global selling um, platform, which is a bit annoying. But um, yeah, uh, look, I think if you get the product into Australia and Amazon is one of the sellers, but you have FBA here in Australia, you'd probably win the buy box, I reckon, because you've got the faster shipping if the prices are True. pretty comparable. Um, and Amazon Australia actually wants you to do that, like to actually get those products in on the ground into their warehouses. They're not building warehouses for fun <laughs> here in Australia. They've got six of them yeah, now, almost. Awesome, yeah, that's right. So the huge one in Sydney, um, Perth. You've got one over in Perth, haven't you, Candy? We do have one. We actually yes. have two now. So have I just you? got an email the other day that they, well, they're probably tiny, they're probably as big as my living room, but who knows? Um, but they, yeah, they named uh, Perth one and two. Get out. So I had I no idea. The other day. I don't know how, if it's really big, but whenever we order something over here, they must have quite a lot of stock here. My husband is probably the biggest Amazon shopper in Australia. He's a total fan. <laughs> and um, he, yeah. um, when he orders something, it almost always comes like the second day or the third day. you got to love Amazon. I'm starting to warm to it here in Australia. I love it. Um, I always so- have. <laughs> Let's get back to actually selling on Amazon rather than buying from Amazon. <laughs> sort of what the show's about <laughs> um uh i was just going to ask like what, what what's your sort of we've kind of talked about product research i'm assuming that but why don't we touch a little bit more on product research because obviously we can't go to yiwu anymore and we can't source you know boxes of things from there um what's your what's your research strategy at the moment well i kind of because i got my brands right i got my three brands so um 
always trying to add something to my existing product. So basically you're building on uh, your existing yes, range. I'm building. So I'm trying, I think that's the easiest way. I think first product is always the hardest because it's like mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. Um, I know a lot of people have their dream, what they want to do. And I feel like, mm, oh, that's a bit difficult. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so emotionally attached and I try to like stay away. I'm very database these days. Good. I wasn't as uh, with my water bottles. I was very emotionally attached, but I learned <laughs> lots. So big, big, big learning curve uh, for yeah. me. I'm yeah. trying to do um, so editing, but actually in the moment I'm creating a new product, which I'm going to place the order this week. I'm Great. A bit excited about it because it's going to be the first time that I'm launching the same product in all three, all markets. So in Australia, in Europe, and Europe. in the US at the same time. So that's yeah. going to be a bit exciting. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm trying to always go for keywords, obviously, not so yes. much for product. I feel like most people that I'm teaching um, have a product and they're just doing all these Etsy searches and Pinterest researching and then they come up with this product where I find like, okay, but what's how would you describe this? Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is um, come up with a ton of keywords that describe even the same product i call it keyword sun so it's kind of like let's say it's a because i have so many people wanting to sell um serving trays so they're calling it a tray right so i'm just like okay write the word tray in the middle and then describe it in a lot of different ways that are very descriptive but still Mm -hmm. very broad where you can find it and then you have to go and assess every single one of them i try to have a nice i'm using the same tools that everybody else does i mainly stick to helium tens or guru mm-hmm. and i try to make pay attention that the um revenue is very consistent right i'm not a big fan like i know some people say oh you only need like the minimum of like five people making five grand i don't like that personally because the chances that especially with the design influence that you put out there you don't you yes. never know if people are gonna like it right but, um so i like mm-hmm. to see that everybody makes money so every design has a good chance to make money that's clever. That makes sense. It does. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. That's really smart. Rather than uh, just everybody gravitating to one, towards one particular design and all the sales going through that and then you launch something and then you haven't done a pick food test and you're not really sure if it's going to work at all. So exactly. that's really clever. And then what about, yeah. um, so you've got the product, let's say that you've, this new product that you're talking about, um, when you get that to these three different marketplaces, how are you going to launch? Like what's your launch strategy to get them, I guess, ranked and get them active and going? Yeah, well, so this time I'm not actually going to send them all to, to Amazon straight away. I'm going to have um, a little pre-launch. I'm sending them to 3PL first. Mm-hmm. I don't want my Amazon listing to go live before my launch. So I'm going to launch off Amazon first to get some awareness. Um, I'm going to try a bit more YouTube this time. Okay. Some influencers. I've done a lot of Instagram um, influencers before, which work really well. And I never mm-hmm. paid them. I always just send a free product or they ordered actually a free product uh, for me, which worked really well. And I'm going to do some YouTube this time, maybe some TikTok. I have no idea about TikTok. I haven't signed yeah, up for it, but apparently it's a thing. So um, I want to get <laughs> a thing. awareness yeah. before I launch. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do this time. Okay. Very different. So when- and, um, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, so when the listings go live, you, you can be driving people straight from these various, yeah. you know, from YouTube or, you know, Instagram yeah. or influencers yeah. and TikTok, yeah, straight onto the listing. So That's really people interesting. Kind of, oh, I'm really hoping that when my listing goes live, people are just waiting for it to come 
online yeah. so they can just go and I want to buy it. It That's creates kind of a bit of pent up demand. Yeah, um, I'm kind of working on a on a crowdfunding project at the moment. We're just doing the the sort of the community building at the moment, and we're trying to create that mm-hmm. um, you know that interest and the curiosity about the product that we're developing. Um, yep. So that when we open the floodgates and go right, we're live on Kickstarter. We're, you know, you really need that big hit of traffic to to go in and start purchasing because Kickstarter's algorithm is very similar to to Amazon's in a way that uh, if if the conversion rate's very high on your listing and the velocity of sales is you know extreme, uh, obviously just about everybody that hits the listing is buying from you, then you get a lot more visibility on Kickstarter, and it's exactly the same with with Amazon, right? So. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting exactly. strategy. I've never heard that um, approach. I've never heard of that approach before with Amazon. So thank you. It's really clever. Yeah, well, I try always a few bit, new bits and pieces here, and I, you know, this product is very different. So it's actually uh, more like it's not a passion product, but it's something that is not on Amazon, which I normally don't recommend to start selling mm-hmm. because I always feel like it's really hard to launch something that people don't know the word to look for, right? Yep. So it's fine. So I kind of I'm a bit forced. Uh, to my to do this uh, to try this new strategy, um, I feel like my my hope is that I'm ranking so well with this initial traffic that I can minimize my PPC costs because PPC is just it's just the, it ruins yeah. a lot of sellers. They you don't put that in their profitability, and um, so when I teach people, I'm always like say, hey, look. Put this, put these fifteen percent, which is very low for PPC. Put these one mm-hmm. at least initially in your profitability. Otherwise, you just it's not going to work. And I feel it's been it's ignored too often when we do product when we talk about product research. Yeah, that's true. The um, just on the launch stuff. So you mentioned that you were going to do quite a lot of uh, these videos and the influence and everything else um, prior to the launch. Um, but you were really not going to release or open up the listing until you were ready to to maybe drive some traffic there. Is that um, is that anything to do with Bradley Sutton's sort of recent experiments with the Maldives project that he's been talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched that. I want to give that I, a try too. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I did that with some of my students. When we said, don't, don't open anything, don't make anything go live until you're actually ready. And yeah. because we don't know when Amazon's going to get your listing ready and it sits there a while maybe until they're fully have your fully inventory. Um so I kind of thought, now I want to do it with 3PL, start selling there. I'm going to try this on my own because it worked really well with some mm. of my students. It's it's interesting mm-hmm. actually because uh, I am working with a client at the moment. We launched, we actually listed their products way back in 2019, October of 2019. They've been mm-hmm. sitting there dormant, inactive for two years pretty much. And Whoa. the launch though has been a real struggle to try and get these products ranked on their main keywords, whereas normally it would be an absolute doddle. And so that sort of got me thinking about, um, so for example, with the launch strategy that we're, we're adopting here, we've had to do a much higher amount of rebates, et cetera, to get this particular um, product to go. Um, it's got lots of variations in color and size and whatnot. So that's that's something to be said for the Maldives project and that, that theory. But I think it's also to do with um, the length of time that a listing has actually been on Amazon and how long its, you know, it's sort of sales history has existed with Amazon yeah. since its creation date. So, yeah, to your point, I think if you literally do not create a listing at all and then then create the listing and go live immediately with your, with your imagery and the 3PL, which is what Bradley's talking about, um, he saw spectacular ranking in, uh, increases and achievements, didn't he, from... You know, like within days, he was ranking on really competitive keywords. 
um, which had never been possible before, mainly because he left the listing creation until the very, very last second. Start selling through using the 3PL. So um, orders that were coming through on Amazon, he was shipping from. So it's an FBM offer, Fulfillment by Merchant. But at the same time, he was then having two listings, one FBA, one FBM, same, same product, different offer. Uh, and then shipping inventory from his 3PL into Amazon FBA um, at the same time. And so once the Amazon FBA sort of kicked in, he just shut down the the FBM listing and he was off to the races at that point. Really clever strategy. Can't wait to try it. Yeah, um, that's what I'm going to try. That's oh, exactly what I'm going to try. Can I, I don't know how it's going to work in Australia, but I'm really excited for the US. I feel they're, they're yeah. ready for this. and they, It's just a bit more of a YouTube and TikTok hype. Um, Europe will be a bit difficult with all the different warehouses and, and stuff yeah. like that. But we'll see how that goes. Is it, a, is it a product that you need to, well, obviously without giving it away, but is it a product that you need to educate people about first, do you think? Is it one of those a little bit? I think it needs, well, it's not not really, not really. No, it's more, um, but I think it needs to be, so it's, it's I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, no, it's okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll park that. Yeah, we'll park yeah. that question. Um, I don't want to. I don't mean to pry, and I don't want to put you in. A, yeah. <laughs> I let you know when it's out. I want to send you. When send you a prototype, you can. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Because I'm influencing for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can do that too. Um, that sounds like that sounds really cool. So you mentioned YouTube and TikTok and that stuff like that. That's all pretty video driven. Um, do you do much video advertising or you know video marketing on Amazon, like having videos no, on your listings? This is not going to be quite new. So. Um, I use more personally for my most of my products. I use more Instagram mm-hmm. because I have really good photos and I don't. Now I haven't really done much video, video, videoing myself. I struggle okay. a bit with the technology myself, so and I don't really know how to judge somebody um, to do that. I feel like there's nobody ever in China who can do it or in the countries. I like to get everything done in the countries of production. Yeah, that makes so sense. I don't have to worry about anything later, so I can launch straight away. It's all great. Um, a few years ago, I still ordered, like I had my products shipped to, let's say, to the US when I launched there and had the photographer buying one off Amazon mm. to take the photos. So I did that in Germany and also in Australia. I find it very easy because, you know, they, they're in the country. They're great. So especially with the fulfillment system, they generally get the product within the same day, good condition, all is good. They can also give me some feedback about the whole experience and the packaging. Mm-hmm. And then I took the photos. But obviously, that means my listing had to go kind of live in a yeah. mediocre way mm-hmm. so i don't do this anymore um i take the, uh, get the photos done generally either i order two samples yeah one that i can test and one that i once it's actually before it's finished um i do this here myself and not myself like with my photographer here in perth or um i do it in the countries where i order from it depends a bit on where i'm ordering from where well, speaking of that then where do you where do you order from generally um i do order a lot from from europe still i like yeah. it Mm-hmm. I want to actually increase that. Um, I do order a lot from Vietnam. Interesting. And uh, India. Yep. It's probably, I think maybe, uh, maybe let's say 30% of my products come from China. I don't mm-hmm. want to avoid it, but I feel like I'm always going to, the products, mainly the material when I'm ordering, it's just not from China. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I try to go to the source where I get the best quality for the best product. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, you also mentioned as well when you you mentioned something about teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that the Candeal Online 
um, sort of enterprise there? How do you squeeze teaching in amongst all of this <laughs> and coaching and stuff? Well, very good question. Um, so when I came, so I told you before that beforehand, before I started all this thing, I was um, a corporate sales manager and sales yes. trainer. So I always was training and teaching people. Yeah. And when I came over to Australia, um, we had a little meetup group here in Perth of the few people that started this. And I felt like I was a bit more ahead and obviously because I knew what I was doing already from Europe. So yeah. they asked me a lot of questions, which I was happy to answer. And um, then when I came, what did I kind of get really bored at home sitting in front of the computer i feel this is like the most boring business you can have like sitting <laughs> by yourself in your office and i i kind of redecorate my office all the time to not be so sad mm. and i do have a few days who work with me but it's not the same especially if you come from the sales side with constant people around you That's so right. i feel like i um need this talking to actual people about the yes. same thing because my my family or my friends they have no idea what I'm actually doing I mean I no. tell them I'm old or something but it's really hard to explain that to them mm. um, so I use this more as a way out I love to see people excel and get better love to answer questions um, so I do a lot of like you know I got my newsletter on my website and I do a little course thing I think I'm in a lot of groups to just answer questions when people need a hand. I don't want people to fall through the same pitfall that I did. I feel most of the clients that I actually have come from the same situation that I've been in, being a mom, and a younger mom with small kids who still want to do some, I don't know, do something or make get some income. Or there are older moms with grown-up kids who weren't part of the real workforce and now sitting there and don't know what to do. Yeah, and um, so it's kind of we have a lot of things in common, which I like. So I like to stay I, connected. I love the fact. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you, and that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast and hold meetups here in Melbourne from time to time with my friend Luca and whatnot. And we have a few little mastermindy things going on. I don't know, a bit ad hoc, but and it's super important though just to do that. And then also have your friends and family as well. You know, where you don't have to talk shop <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but. Um, and, and I do encourage people to head over to Candeal online to sign up to Candy's newsletter because it's a cracker. It's a ripper of a, of a newsletter. And every week or so, you send a, a really cool little tip or an insight into what's happening in the Amazon world, which is awesome. So thank you for those. Oh, um, thank you. Credit where it's always due. And uh, and the other thing that you do too, just on the, just the helpful nature, is in, the, in my Facebook group, in the Australian Seller Facebook group, you, you're often in there um, helping people and answering questions that people have, whether they're new or experienced. And so yeah, I'm grateful for that as well. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, yep. always trying to just make the world a little better, right? <laughs> that's all you can do. <laughs> um, Katie, that's all I've got today for uh, in terms of questions for you. But thank you for very much for taking us on your amazing journey from uh, – from your humble beginnings at markets in Poland to the crazy water bottle story uh, to moving to Australia from uh, from Germany and now uh, selling globally on Amazon. Amazing. Congratulations. Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It was lovely. How do we get in touch with you? Oh, you just um, search my name, Kenny Bertel, on Facebook or on mm-hmm. Twitter or on LinkedIn, like anywhere. I think I'm the only one with this name in the world. So you just yep. find me and then you find my name. Or... Um, I got to candealonline.com.au is my website. Okay. That's perfect. Thank you so much again. And um, let's chat again soon. I really want to hear about the launch. Yes. Oh, definitely. Probably around September, October. All right. Um, I'll be in touch. Keep Beautiful. Posted. Thank you so All right. Much. Thanks again. We'll talk Thanks. soon. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favourite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.